sunny place. It's in the middle of nowhere. There'll be no cops. And it's open from dusk to dawn. Hey, didn't you say you want to meet in the morning? Here we are. Well, since you just picked this place out of a hat, my brother is dead. That girl's entire fucking family is dead. What, were they psychos? Or... They look like psychos? Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a fuck how crazy they are. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 107. With me today is Jesslyn. Hello. We got a few movies to talk about. Uh, we just passed up a holiday, Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And every single podcast I know had to do a Valentine's Day movie. So I guess we're kind of doing one because we actually watched the movie Valentine on yeah, Valentine's Day. kind of. This is a Valentine's Day movie. Yes, yes, absolutely. I haven't seen Valentine in a long time, actually. Yeah. It's been a while. Was that the one who made you watch it in the first place? No, I I think it might have been the first time I've watched it was with you for the first time. Because that one, you're a big 90s, early 2000s horror person. And I'm, like some of the stuff, I wasn't really big into it like, mm-hmm. you, like you were. So yeah, you kind of introduced me to that movie because I just never really gave a shit. But you were in love with what's his face and... I was, gonna say, I was gonna say Craig Sheffer, but <coughs> they have the same head and hairstyle. Who the hell is that? So uh, he was he was Boone in in, in um, uh, uh, Nightbreed, which is twenty years old. Oh today. right, that guy from Hellraiser, or, one of them. Well, or Inferno, I think was the yeah. name of it. One of those <laughs> one of those bad uh, Hellraiser movies. Yeah. yeah, they do look similar, I guess. Yeah, they got that that their their head. Looks Blocking. similar, yeah, they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we watched that. Oh man, there, there are some pretty uh, bigger names in here, like Craig Sheffer there, but not Craig Sheffer. David Boreanis. <laughs> I know his name. I just care not. Uh, Denise Richards, mm-hmm. who after watching this movie, your your mind will change. If say like you saw this movie when it first came out, yeah, as opposed to now in the times we live in. Mm-hmm. It's very different, this movie, or that character of Denise Richards plays. I woke up a little since yeah. the last time you, I watched this movie. Why don't you tell me a little bit about Denise Richards' so character? They always make jokes about what a like, slut she is, and not only is she never promiscuous in this movie, she doesn't really bang anybody, mm. but she gets harassed by, like, two people. Cops. <laughs> yeah. Dudes. Yeah, whomever, right? <laughs> she is. She's, like, I mean, harassed in this whole movie. Her friends give her shit for basically being beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets harassed by men through the whole movie. <laughs> and, yeah, when I was younger and watched it, I was like, yup, beautiful equals slutty. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be, right? Yeah. We have also 
Um, Catherine Heigl is in this movie, and she gets killed off really quickly. Yeah. It's before... The very beginning. I want to say this is before all the, like, uh, the Chucky movie that she was in. I think it was, too, but I for, I want to say Bride of Chucky was, like, 2003? Something or... No, no, I think Bride of Chucky was, like, 2001. Right around the time this movie came so out. maybe the same year. So she was just trying to break out of her Disney kid status. So, so she's in this movie, and she plays, like, a 25, 26-year-old? And then the Chucky movie, she plays like an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh. I mean, none of the people who play high school students in the '90s look anywhere near high school age. Yeah. Even now. Yeah, I agree. There yeah. were some little twerpy fucks in high school, if I remember correctly, and everyone that I see in high school movies are like six foot tall. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, there's little midgets and dudes with beards and shit walking so, around. Yeah. By contrast, when I see actual high school students, I think they look like four-year-olds. Yeah, <laughs> compared to what we were raised on on TV. <laughs> right. This wasn't what I was expecting when I got to high school. <laughs> like, where are all the cheerleading babes and the fucking jocks and <laughs> the dude with the mustache? Where's he? They're all 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kate Capshaw's daughter's in this? Jessica, yeah. Who she, her claim to fame now is like nine seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Really? Yeah, I looked it up. Oh, Or a bunch of seasons. All right. Along with fucking, what's her name, Catherine Heigl, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Not nearly as many seasons. (laughs) (laughs) She, She learned to shut her mouth, so. Did she? No, I'm not talking about Catherine Heigl. I'm talking about, yeah. Jessica Catshaw. That's why she's on the show. Uh, Marley Shelton. Mm-hmm. Who I always really like. Me too. Like she's not famous enough. She isn't, but she does get some pretty good roles. And yeah. She's very pretty. I like her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you haven't seen Valentine yet, it's an, a 2000s, 90s slasher movie, right when you know Ron, when Scream was big and that whole yeah. revival. And so it's piggybacking <clears throat> off of movies like Scream. I don't think it's as like cute or tongue-in-cheek about horror like commentary about horror as Scream is. No, no, it isn't. But I still have fun. I don't think it's as in your face as much as Scream is. It's not a satire at all or anything. It doesn't make fun of itself at all. Yeah. It It takes itself even maybe a little too seriously. I think so. But there are some parts where uh, it is kind of silly and well there's that one guy who refers to himself in the first person in the beginning. Gary. Is that his name? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Gary's their creepy neighbor. I forget what the first yeah, Who cares what his name is? is. But anyway, <laughs> that guy, he, um, you see him in the beginning of the movie, and then later on you see him once more, and that's it. Right? I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He just shows up at, like, there's this gathering, and he's there, and then he smiles, and then he leaves. And then that was it. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> So yeah, a B minus for me. This movie, I'm gonna watch it. I mean, this isn't the last time I'll watch this movie for no, sure. Probably, yeah, same hair. You'll probably make me watch it. <laughs> Director's name is Jamie Blanks. I wonder if it's Billy Blanks's brother or Could sister. <laughs> this is a Jamie boy or Jamie girl. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Uh, lots of screen playwriters. I see one, two, three, four, five. That adds up. Along with a novel. This is based off a novel. And yeah, based off a novel. I wonder what the novel's like. I don't know. I'll check it out. If it's on Audible. If not, yeah. I don't read things. I have things read to me. <laughs> the character of Adam Carr looks a lot like Craig Sheffer. That's in the novel. 
Now, one movie that we saw recently, too, is a movie that kind of I kind of liked, even though it's not very good. It's Countdown. Yeah. It's still entertaining enough, but I wasn't, like, pissed off <laughs> when I was done watching it. I wasn't pissed off during this movie. <laughs> not good, but it wasn't no, horrible. I, there was terrible. Some, some generally decent parts in this movie. It's no pulse. No polyhawk. <laughs> but this one's fine. Not too many people I know in this one other than um, Peter Fascinelli. Of course, he plays a creepy yeah. ghost guy. It's too bad, because actually Peter Fascinelli has started playing, like, good guys. Yeah, well, he's, he's gotten older. He's playing, yeah. like, fatherly figures and stuff. He's not playing the jagoff anymore. Well, he's sort of a jagoff at the beginning of Nurse Jackie, but you start to sort of sympathize and like him, and he grows up through the course of the show, and... So it was kind of sad to see him play a jackass again. <laughs> Even in Can't Hardly Wait, you sort of kind of like him at the end. No way! <laughs> I don't like him at all. He's a jag in that movie. And he's definitely, he's worse than a jackass in this. Because oh, yeah. he sexually assaults the main character. Right. At work, which is at a hospital. Then tries to to make the board believe that she was the aggressor. Right. And, yeah, yeah it's bad. Uh, the winner, uh, the the end, I kind of liked too, so I thought yeah. it was decent. So. Yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah, um, Elizabeth Lale is the main character. She's uh, one of the main characters from the first season of You. Always very likable. Uh, this is no exception. Yeah, uh, she's the object of Joe's affection in season one. Spoilers, he kills her. <laughs> uh, quick rundown of this movie. Uh, when a nurse downloads an app that claims to... Pre- to, to predict the moment a person will die, it tells her she only has three days to live. With the clock ticking and a figure haunting her, she must find a way to save her life before time runs out. Mm-hmm. That's the gist of the movie. She's trying to go to all these different people. She goes to a phone store with Tom Segura and yeah. just tries to uh, get this app off her phone because she's going to die soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's the movie. It's the basic premise of the movie. Right. There, there's some surprises, some parts I didn't think were going to happen. New characters are introduced halfway through the movie. And so it, it, it at least tries. Yeah. But yeah, um, I'm not going to say I recommend the movie, but it wasn't horrible. No, it's not. And it's got one voice. It's written and directed by one person, the mm. same person. Yeah. And so it's not five writers like Valentine. <laughs> it's got one voice. Well, did you like this one better than Valentine, though? Oh, no. <laughs> no, but there's that nostalgia for Valentine. Like right, yeah. David Boreanaz. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, countdown, thumbs That's... down. But it wasn't horrible. No, it's fine. Both Countdown and Valentine are available to rent on Prime. I'm pretty sure I bought Valentine. <laughs> I think it wasn't Great. much more expensive to buy it. So I was like, sure, just add that to my library. <laughs> Our next film I've been waiting a while to see. I didn't see it in the theaters. It is Alita Battle Angel. Directed by Robert Rodriguez. Written by James Cameron, the screenplay. Mm-hmm. This is based off an anime um, James Cameron isn't the best screenplay writer or dialogue writer. No. Um, yeah, because I, I remember Titanic was, like, nominated for all these awards except for screenplay. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yeah, the screenplay in the movie isn't really good. It's it's not a good movie, but it, yes, it's not part a, of the problem well, is the screenplay. there's a lot of good parts in that movie. 
and there's a lot of technical greatness, like technical achievements in that movie that are great. I'll give it that. The story-wise and everything, no. It looks great. It's a great-looking movie. Probably one of the best of its time in of terms its time of, for sure. of effects, yes. But other than that, kind of empty for it me, is, Yeah, I, I, I didn't... I'm not a big fan of it. I love James Cameron, don't get me wrong, but I wasn't a big fan of that movie. Yeah. But, um... I do love his other movies, but anyway, uh, Alita Battle Angel, I, I was happy to see Robert Rodriguez do an adaptation and um, not necessarily make it his own, like he ends up doing with yeah. all of his movies. This was, you didn't see all the regular tropes of Robert Rodriguez in this movie. I wouldn't have known it was him who directed it had mm-hmm. I not looked it up, yeah. Um, we have Christoph Waltz is in this movie, who is, <laughs> he's pretty cool. I, I like Christoph Waltz in a lot of other things he does, and he's fine in this movie too. We have Jennifer Connelly, who I love, of course, since mm-hmm. I was six, seven years old. Me too. Um, she's in this movie, doesn't really have that big of a part, not no. really. Uh, at the end of the movie, she ends up being placed into a, like a fish tank with her brain and eyes and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh no, why? <laughs> you took away all the, all the great outer shell of Jennifer Connelly. What's your problem? That was, you definitely tiptoed around that response. That was good. Yeah, it was great, wasn't it? I'm awesome. <laughs> what you thought I was going to say, you took her greatest parts. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't going to say that, sucker. Hershala Ali is in this one. Uh, straight off some Oscar wins there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Screen plays a cyborg. Yep. A lot of cool cyborgs in this movie. A lot of very cool cyborgs. A lot yeah. of act, a lot of violence in this one, which is great. Mm-hmm. And it's PG thirteen. The uh, a lot of the violence is done towards the cyborgs in this movie because you can get away with it. You can blow up these machines, mm-hmm. and yeah, these machines get pummeled and blown up. So I like seeing that a lot. Uh, Jack J- Earl Haley. Yeah, I didn't even know it was him. Yeah, me it was, neither. He was all CG'd. Yeah. So, man. Uh, Rosa Salazar, whom I really don't know, plays our lead character. I don't uh, either. Marina. Yeah, and I'll admit, I didn't really look up any of her credits. Mm. I did this fast, but no, I, I'm not familiar. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's obviously only sort of her face, but... Yeah. yeah, well, it's mostly her face, but the eyes are huge. Yeah. Very distinct eyes. Japanese very... anime eyes. Right, yeah. yeah. I've never seen the original Alita, or I mean, actually, it's just called Battle Angel. Okay. Um, so I have really nothing to base this this movie on, or or what I feel about it. But I did enjoy it. There was some pretty cool action in it. The ending leaves you um, sequel bait right there. It really does. Yeah. Um, How did it do? Did it? Uh, domestically, it did okay, but internationally, it did really well. Okay. So we'll see if there will be this will be a series or not. Um, I kind of would like to see that. I I did enjoy this movie. I thought there was some cool fight scenes in it. I I liked the the story of her of the the cyborg and the rebuilding and what I really liked about this movie though is the setting because usually when you have like these these kind of somewhat post-apocalyptic movies, people are all wearing, like, turbans and rags and shit. <laughs> but people in this movie were just, like, walking around with normal t-shirts and shorts yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. on. And people were dressed, like, how they're kind of dressed today. There was no real futuristic garb, except for the people who had money. Everyone right. else just wore regular clothes, you know? <laughs> they're like, like how you an alternate would. universe. Yeah, yeah it was... It, it wasn't all flashy. It wasn't all clean. It wasn't completely dirty. It wasn't completely clean. You know, it was yeah. 
it, it it was definitely right in the middle with things and it didn't it didn't i guess it didn't try and take away from the story of the battle angel yeah so yeah you didn't like this movie too much thought it was okay it does leave it open for a sequel and i thought it was okay enough that it might be one of those movies that has a sequel that's way better than the original yeah, true so if there's a sequel sequel i'll see it mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was okay more rollerball than I needed. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did you think? Do you like this one more than the Van Damme movie, Cyborg? No. You like Cyborg more? I like Cyborg more. What? Really? <laughs> wow, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Figure me out. I'm complicated. Yeah, I like Cyborg more anyway, too. I was <laughs> surprised by your answer on that one. Cyborg uh, ends. And it has some good <laughs> boss fights. And this one just keeps not ending. <laughs> Well, um, I say check it out. You say don't. Yeah, it's on HBO. Why not? Yeah, if you have HBO, HBO, check it out. Why not? Our last little mini review before we get to our movie of the week. Come to Daddy. (laughs) Which, whenever I heard someone say this when they were referring to this movie, automatically I just went to Hellraiser to come to Daddy. Mm -hmm. And then I saw, I knew nothing about this movie when you turned it on. And we, when we watched oh, it. Oh, I knew I had seen a trailer because I saw a clip of Elijah Wood on Conan promoting it. Uh-huh. And then they showed a little teaser trailer. Oh, okay. And I was intrigued, definitely. Hmm. I I knew absolutely nothing about this movie, which are, was are you perfect. Glad? Yeah. I'm very glad I did. I, nothing was ruined for me because trailers ruin everything. Well, this was like a teaser trailer. Okay. So all <clears> you <throat> see is he goes to his dad's house and things are sort of weird. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'm. Um, this is about a man in his thirties who travels to a remote cabin to reconnect with his estranged father. Yeah, and of course, things aren't what they seem. I guess I don't want to ruin this movie. It's new. It's too bad because I have so much to say about it. I liked it so much. Really, you liked it that much? I really did. And at first, I wasn't sure. I'll just say it turns into something completely else. Like you're yes. never gonna guess where this movie goes. Ever. There's no way. And at first I was like, do I like this? Mm-hmm. But when I thought about it, with relation to Elijah Wood's character, I really did like it a mm-hmm. lot. Okay. He's a, he's kind of this rich, spoiled DJ uh-huh. who thinks of himself a little more than he actually is. And he meets with his estranged father, yeah. and he's kind of not what he was expecting right but never knew his dad really because his dad left when he was five so he arrives to his dad's house because his dad drew a map for him to say and wrote him a letter like hey come visit me so Mm -hmm. when he comes to the door um he meets Stephen mcgaddy who we know Mm -hmm. is uh from watchmen as the original night owl we have him for pontypool tons Mm -hmm. of stuff a history of violence he was one of the the bad guys in that movie Mm -hmm. great actor i call him the poor man's lance hendrickson yes but he's really not though (laughs) rich man's lance hendrickson And I thought this movie was going to go in a direction in which it really does go into this direction of being this quirky, I met my father who's not like me at all kind of movie. Yeah. Meet some other characters and we're like, oh, we know where this is going to go. Okay, there's this character, this this coroner, and then we got a cop and everything. And then we, we kind of think we know where this movie's going to go. And it's not going that way it takes a hard left right and what happens is that all those things that you were presented before 
was just a mask of what this movie really is. So yeah. I really have to commend the director for doing that because like, I, I was kind of over the movie 45 minutes in until things start to happen in there, which I can't oh, say. Oh, really? Okay. Because I was like, all right, I, uh, is this one of those movies where, you know, at the end it's going to be, I love you, Dad, I love you, son, kind of moment where they finally figure each other out kind of thing and and the climax is figured out. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be one of those. And it, it turns out really not to be that, really. No, not at all. Um, so I, I did like that. Other than that, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, yeah. I liked it. Um, it's not a movie that I think I'll watch all that much more again. No, I don't think so, too. But I might watch it again. Yeah. I. It's not going to be one of those that I, I watch all the time. Yeah. It was good, though. You should check it out. I love that you can't put it in a box. Like, the guest. Yeah. Yes. You can't put the guest in a box. Yes. Yeah. Can't put guest in a box. Can't put baby in the corner. Nope. Can't put come to daddy in a jar. I heard come in jars (laughs) you're listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2020 film VFW, directed by Joe Bagos, who's also done The Mind's Eye and Bliss, two mm-hmm. movies that we have reviewed on the show and both really liked. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't wait for his next film. Bliss more than Mind's Eye, but yes. Yeah, I agree that I agree with that also. And I haven't seen his other film, Almost Human, yet. But right. I will check that out soon. And we'll review it on here probably in a few weeks. Um, this uh, He didn't write this movie. He wrote no. his previous film, so right. he's... Taking the reins from someone else's writing and making it his own, which and, yeah, yeah. Um, These writers really haven't written very much. This is one of their first feature-length films. I didn't recognize anything, and like a few shorts in this movie. Hmm. Cool. Well, I'm saying that because this movie really impressed me. Yeah, it's um, this is a low-budget film, mm-hmm. but we have a lot of big big-name actors or big-name genre actors, character actors who <clears throat> yes. Have an astonishingly large amount of IMDb credits. Yes. Uh, a group of war veterans must defend their local VFW post and an innocent teen against a deranged drug dealer and his relentless army of punk mutants. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> they are mutants in this movie. <laughs> veterans beating up punks. Punks. <laughs> Our actors in this movie are Stephen Lang, who we would know from Avatar and Don't Breathe. 129 yeah, IMDb credits. a lot credits. of credits. He's the, the muscular old dude from those movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually got to see him in person one time. He was a pretty cool guy. It was Yeah, I got to see Don't Breathe before it came out uh, a few weeks three weeks before. And it was part of the Bruce Campbell horror um, oh, right. thing. So I was able to go see that movie 
Um, Bruce Campbell was there too. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. William Sadler, who he plays so many movies. He uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. He plays yeah. the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. He was Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Demon Knight. The series. Um, Shawshank tons of stuff. Redemption. Shawshank, yes. Got 127 IMDb credits. <laughs> yep. We got Fred Williamson. He's been in From Dust Till Dawn. Uh, he's Black Cobra. I'm, no, he's not. I'm going to get you, sucker. But lots uh, of black exploitation yes, movies. Yes. Even... Many of which the titles I cannot say. <laughs> <laughs> or Origi- Original Gangsta? Yeah. Uh, original Gangstas, I'm sorry. And I know which movie you're talking about, too. There are a couple of them. <laughs> There's a couple of them, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. 131 IMDb credits. And one of them actually has Dervil Martin in it, who we remember from... Uh, Wesley Snipes played him in the movie... Uh, Dolomite is my name. He's the director. Oh, okay. He's in that movie you're thinking of where he plays uh, Sheriff. It's like if Blazing Saddles was serious, kind of. (laughs) Like, it it wasn't a comedy, kind of, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So he plays, like, the deputy to Fred Williamson's Sheriff in that movie. Um, Anyway, um, Martin Cove, he's in this movie also, one of the the veterans. He, um, He is the Cobra Kai... Uh, instructor. Instructor, yeah. Um, he's from Rambo First Blood Part 2. Yeah. He has 228 IMDb credits. Like a good mix of movies and television. Voice work probably, I'm thinking, too. I guess I didn't really analyze it as well as I should have, but I was <laughs> blown away that of all these guys, he was the winner. <laughs> he had the most credits. <laughs> uh, David Patrick Kelly, who is in The Crow, Mm-hmm. He was T-Bird in the Crow. He was uh, in the Warriors. Warriors guy. He was him. Uh, last Man Standing. He was the uh, one of the. He was the Irish mm-hmm. uh, mob boss in that movie. Tons of stuff. He's in tons of movies. Uh, one of them. He, ah, he's in that Dennis Quaid movie about dreams. What the fuck is that movie? He plays the bad guy in that one too. He scared the shit out of me in that movie. Dreams. Dreamscape, yes, that's oh, the movie. Oh, okay. With uh, actually Kate Capshaw. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> comes around, comes back around. <laughs> um, is that Kate Capshaw in that movie? I, think I don't know. Is. I've never seen it or Fuck. heard of it. You know? Oh man, it's a creepy movie. Okay, I uh, love creepy movies. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, I love to check it out. Okay. George Went, Norm, uh, <laughs> House, of course, he's in. Uh, cheers obviously of course 156 imdb credits i didn't expect him to have that many because he did cheers for like 10 seasons Hmm. i don't know and then he went to theater for a while he's a busy man wow interesting yeah um let me see uh josh ethier i read about this guy today he plays one of the plays tank in the movie he's um the second in, oh he's the muscle in the movie the muscle, to yeah. Boz and Boz is played by Travis Hammer does a great fucking job in this movie perfect he villain does, but he also reminded me a little bit of Joe Anderson and then I just wanted to see Joe oh, Anderson play no this way, role no way dude but this yeah. dude's better but anyway Josh Ethier he's actually um an, an editor mostly an mostly editor, an editor yeah. and they gave him a role in this movie and he did a pretty good job in here of uh, editing so of some bit Gretel and Hansel which came out what this year yeah, last year yeah Bliss Bliss Leatherface We Are Still Here lots of pretty famous movies yeah yeah, yeah not bad dude not bad editors really important in film yeah, absolutely man. and I like to learn to edit which I have been doing for the last few years with just editing this podcast it gets 
it's gotten a lot better, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it's great. But yeah, I mean, even Patton Oswalt almost thinks feels like the editor is better than more important than the director. Yes. The director will just film hours of footage, and then, and then the editor's like, "How do I make a story out of this?" Yeah, you have to cut it all together. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it, it it's a long process. Yeah. And Graham Skipper, who it was in Mind's Eye, he was the main character in Mind's Eye. He mm-hmm. was in Bliss. Um, all the creatures were stirring. He was He's in that in movie the too. Wrap around. Yeah, for that, mm-hmm. yep. So, um, so it was cool to see that guy in there. It's it, <laughs> it's it's funny to see. It's cool to see that some directors will keep having the same character, yeah. same actors in their movies. I like to see He's that. It's like the AJ Bowen of, of Adam Wingard. Joe movies Begos together. is Adam Wingard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, this movie is pretty much just about um, in the future, kind of. I guess that's what it feels like, like a dystopian future. Yeah. Somewhat, not like everything's eroded. It seems right. like there are still parts in the United States that are good, but there are parts of the United States that are shit. Right. So surrounding this VFW is just <clears throat> shitty neighborhood that's gone to shit. The cops have left the uh, and this new drug has taken over the streets. Mm-hmm. And people who take this come really addictive, and when they can't get it anymore, they get very violent and zombie-like and mutant-like, you know? And they're not... There aren't really zombies in this movie. Nope. These are just crazed people who want drugs. They're like roided-out meth heads. Yes, that's, yeah. what, that's exactly what they mm-hmm. are. And it's destroyed this entire neighborhood, maybe, who knows, the entire United States. But there are still people around. Uh, we're introduced to our, our main VFW characters, which I've named already. Uh, Fred, Walter, Abe, Lou, Doug, and Thomas. And we also meet later on in the VFW. We get to meet uh, a, a character who's currently serving in, in, in the military, or I believe he's an army ranger. Yeah. And he comes home and he stops at the VFW to have a drink. He gets to know these guys a little bit. And while this is all going on, all these old dudes are hanging at this VFW that's that's run by Fred, who is Stephen Lang. Um, they're all having a great time, chilling out, talking war stories, watching an aerobics tape on a tube TV. It's Stephen Lang's birthday. Yes. And they, are, they made plans to go to a strip club. Yes. Like at midnight. Yes. Yeah. Um... But while this is all going on, we get to meet Boz, who is seems like he's a drug lord. Yeah, um, he's a perfect villain and a perfect. See, this movie is very much akin to like the movies from the seventies and eighties, and it's filmed that way also, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's done really well. It's not ever one of those kind of grindhousey feel. Well, it's like this. Do you remember when that movie Grindhouse came out with? Uh, the Tarantino and Robert, Robert mm-hmm. Rodriguez one. Yeah. They really did a great job on that movie. I, I liked it a lot. And because they, they hit that nostalgic nerve. Right. But with the following years that came out, people tried to copy that. Mm-hmm. And they did a really horrible job doing it. Because then what they did was just put a, 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 a scratchy filter on their camera and call it a grindhouse film. And then they'll show some blood. But there's no substance there. There's, there's nothing. Right. It's, like machete. It's, it's tr- no, not like machete at all. Shut up. Machete was great. <laughs> uh, I'm talking more of, of like, some, there was like a TV show called Grindhouse or something like okay. that. And it was just all garbage. And people totally were riding the coattails of Tarantino and Rodriguez with this. And they did a horrible job and killed this subgenre, I want to say. Mm-hmm. 
But this movie is a lot like John Carpenter movies from the 70s and 80s. Yes. And it, it reminds me a lot of Assault on Precinct 13, a John yeah. Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. Um, very much so, which is just a ripoff of Night of the Living Dead, which is just a ripoff of I Am Legend anyway. Mm-hmm. So all these are just ripoffs of I Am Legend, and they can't even make the I Am Legend movie like I Am Legend. So... Anyway, we're getting getting off. I'm getting off somewhat of the topic here, but this, the fact that it's a VFW and they're veterans makes it feel like a story I've never heard before. Yes. Even though it's kind of a story that we've heard. Yes, before. I mean, exactly. It is a story we've heard before. It's strand, you know, stuck in a house surrounded mm-hmm. by bad guys. Yes, yeah. and but it's ne- you never feel like it's silly. Sure, right. there are silly things in this movie where there's blades and blood and people mm-hmm. getting smashed and everything. But there, there was never a part where the character was like, oh, my back, kind of thing. Right. There was never, yes. never like, I'm getting too old for this kind of shit, kind of thing. It's going very on. respectful of these elderly <clears throat> veterans. Yes. Yeah. But they do it, they do it slightly. And there's one part in this movie where um, Stephen Lang, our, our main character in this movie, is speaking to someone else. And he's sitting in a chair backwards. You know how you put your legs to the side of the chair. Um, yeah, the cool way to sit in a chair. Right. And when he's speaking with someone, he switches positions and he lifts his leg over the, the, the back of the chair and he makes a grunt noise. And that's all we needed mm-hmm. from him for to know his age. And just for him to make that little grunt and not be like, oh, my back and right. any of that shit. So it's those little touches that make this kind of movie. And Even though this kind of movie isn't Oscar bait or anything or right. any material for awards or anything, it knows what it is and it it totally knocks it out of the park. Yeah, and just not not too much levity. It's a dark movie, but just enough mm-hmm. to keep me invested. Yes. Um, so what ends up happening is that there's this um, this girl who uh, her sister was, I guess. She was murdered somewhat, but she was high on drugs. And uh, the main bad. at the beginning. Right. We see this girl. uh, She kills herself jumping after some drugs. Right. That Boz threw over the side. Our main bad guy, which I was explaining before, he's like this. uh, He's got a beard. He's got black, stringy hair. And he wears a leather jacket without a shirt on. Right. And that's that's bad guy right there from the 80s. (laughs) 70s and 80s right there, so <laughs> you automatically know. And he was awesome in this movie. He played a really great bad guy. Yeah, he was. And he also had a henchman with him, um, played by Sierra... No, not Sierra McCormick. Dora Madison. Dora Madison from Bliss. From yeah. Bliss, yeah, who I liked a lot. Yeah. Um, I liked her a lot in Bliss, because I hated her in Bliss, but you I liked her. You're supposed to, yeah. Yes. Um, but and she plays one of the bad guys in this, and she plays, and she's pretty despicable in this one too. Mm-hmm. And I like her even more now. So yeah. uh, it's a great little addition to this movie. It's also in Dexter, which I have no memory of Ooh. at all. Yikes! Yeah, I don't remember that either. Yeah, uh, and I don't care to find out who nope. she was. Too late now. Yeah. <clears throat> so what uh, what ends up happening is that um, this girl um, Lizard is her name. She steals a bunch of drugs from Boz, who he's been hiding away for a while, because um, he has to end up taking care of all the hypes on the street, because mm-hmm. they're going to go nuts. So he, he keeps the little in the safe, and he leaves the safe open. Lizard sees this, takes the money, and runs the, to the VFW. Everyone chases after her. She makes it safely back, and the guys at the VFW protect her, because mm-hmm. they were soldiers, and so that's kind of like their mission, which ends up being their last mission, too. Right, yeah. 
It's their duty <clears throat> to protect her. Yeah. Right. So, and that's where the movie really starts to take off. Boz is going to kill all of them because he wants his drugs back, which are stolen because everyone's going to go nuts if he doesn't get his drugs back. So he tells all the hypes, hey, all the drugs are in the VFW. You have to get in to get them. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much where our movie starts and shit starts to go down. Heads are smashed. People are blown away. Grant Skipper Rhodey plays uh, Boz's brother. Right. And he gets annihilated. The first to die. Yeah. <laughs> Boz does not take it well. No, he didn't. Uh <laughs> But yeah, that's that's pretty much the gist of the movie. I really don't want to give too much more away, other than like technical stuff we could talk about and some of the acting in it. Um, Fred Williamson, who uh, I was really introduced to Fred Williamson from, from Dust Till Dawn, mm-hmm. which really I liked him in that movie a lot. So that really got me to watch some of his other films. Um, so it was cool to see him in this movie, um, and of course William Sadler. Uh, He's a he can do any role. He, he's, he plays so many him. different. Ones. Yeah, plays bad guys like in Die Hard Two, mm-hmm. and then he can play a fucking uh, likable Grim Reaper. So it's, yeah, it's cool to see him just still get kind roles. of a nice dumb guy in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's all over. He's a great character actor, and it's cool to see Stephen Lang lead a movie. Yes, as a good guy. Yes. <laughs> That was so refreshing to see. Yeah, it was. And he, he played this part really well. Yeah, he, it wasn't hard to buy him as a good guy when I haven't uh, yeah. really seen him as a good guy before. Yeah, yeah that, that's a good point. Yeah, and he's... Uh, I, I know he went on a big... He, he wanted to be Cable in the Deadpool movies. And I think he would have been a great yeah, Cable. Yeah, he would have been a great Cable. I think he would have been better than Josh Brolin. I thought Josh Brolin was funny. He was fine, yeah. But I think they should have given it to Stephen Lang. Not a huge name like Josh Brolin. Yeah. I and mean, that's the reason why he got the role. Stupid. I feel like he would have taken it a little too seriously. I don't know. I guess it's not Josh Brolin. He Josh Brolin's the straight man, so I guess yeah. you just need Deadpool around to make fun exactly. of him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I think he would have done a better job. <laughs> yeah. I I love the, the relationship that all these men have with each other, so I'm very invested uh, in them and pretty upset when... Spoilers. They're not all going to make it out of here. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. all don't make it out. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. But um, we won't say who, so you, you'll still watch yep. this movie. You'll <laughs> <We'll> be surprised. <laughs> this movie is a little dark, just a little bit, a little yeah. dark. Not not too much, not Mandy dark, but it's a little oh, dark. Oh, you mean the lighting. Yes. Yes, literally dark. Bit. I said, yeah, I wrote down, I wish it was just a little less red. <laughs> Yes. Like a little more brightly lit. And that's the color scheme that Bagos always goes for. Is Seems like, yeah. Red and blue. Red and blue, yes. Yeah. But some of it was even kind of hard to see. It was so dark. Like mm, yeah, a little bit, like, yeah. I don't even know what's happening right now. Yeah. I I really didn't have too much of a problem with it yeah. following it. Uh, there were some more well lit parts of it. But I thought it was fine. It, it didn't really distract me too much from it, the lighting. I, I'll tell you, I liked it more than Bliss, and I really liked Bliss. Really? You liked yeah, this more this than Bliss? this is my favorite Joe Bagos so wow. far. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this was a good one. This was, uh, uh, these are the movies I want to see. Yeah. Even though they've been done to death, but you get a talented director, you get a great cast, and you get some new writers, mm-hmm. and then you, you come up with this, I'm in, man. That's, that's what it, that's, these are the movies I want to see from now on. Yeah. 
Was this straight to Amazon? We rented it on Amazon. You can yes. rent it or buy it. Or did it get a theatrical release at all? I don't think it was theatrically re- released. I just... I saw that it was coming to VOD. And okay. I was like, yes. Because I... With this movie, uh, with, with all of these actors and this director, yeah, I knew it wasn't going to get a theatrical release. Yeah, which is weird. These everybody knows these actors. Everybody, but you don't have that one big name in there, True. Mm-hmm. or you don't have that big name director in there. That's the right. reason why. Mm-hmm. To me, this guy's a big name director now, and these me too. guys, I love his work. And all yeah. these actors are big names for me, like like David Patrick Kelly. I dude, I've seen this dude in. And, and mm-hmm. hundreds of movies and it's cool to see him not be a bad guy even in this one he's usually yeah. a piece of trash in movies so it's cool not to see him be a piece of trash martin cove the karate kid cobra kai and yeah he's usually a bad guy he makes some bad decisions in this but yeah. he's a good guy stallone knocks him the fuck out <laughs> in that movie <laughs> but yeah this is a uh, this is an a for me this is a great movie um, 64 kills in this one. Wow. I bet that was tough to tally. It, it was. I, I paid attention, man. 64. Do you so, have a favorite one? Uh, <laughs> I do. There is, like, they make these makeshift grenades in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> they just blow up a bunch of hypes. <laughs> I like that part. But yeah. I, I really can't just pick one part because I liked it a lot. Me too. And I kind of want to watch it again pretty soon. I liked both Tank's death and Rhodey's death. Yeah, those were good. Rhodey's death made me LOL. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hardly knew you, Rhodey. But this is an actual fun movie. Yeah. If you like these kind of movies, this is definitely for you. Fun, but very dark. Not dark. just darkly lit. It's a dark movie. Violence, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's A. A for me. A for me, too. Can't wait to uh, can't wait to see it again, and I can't wait to see what the director does again. Because yeah. immediately after this movie was over, I was like, "Dude, I want to see his next movie right now." Me too. I can't mm-hmm. wait. So uh, this is my new. I have a new director now. So um, awesome. Step aside, Adam Wingard. Step aside, Joe Scrubs. Here. <laughs> let's see. Let's see what you do with Kong and Godzilla. <laughs> Might be back on that train. Right now, I got my other little indie filmmaker. <laughs> All right, well, that's about it for this episode. Thank you guys for tagging along once more. Uh, There will be an episode next week, and I might be solo on it, but uh, we'll see you next week. I'm going to go to work. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs)